Yo, what's going on, y'all? It's your boy So-So, in case you ain't no-so, and welcome back to another episode of Sports with So-So. Make sure you guys are subscribed to the podcast on all streaming platforms, and subscribe to our new YouTube channel where we're going to be releasing all of our episodes. This week, coming to you live from CIC Miami, y'all. Another dope episode As we have a guest Alex join us in studio We're going to be talking about the Marlins briefly We got some UFC Obviously we're going to talk golf And we might just even break down the NBA finals To see what happens You never know what's going to happen on this show y'all It's time to take a ride Let's go Made it. Yeah. <laughs> this is a special episode right here, my yes, friend. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. First of all, first of all, hit the horns for the first official in-studio guest. We have the homie here, Alex Sibili. 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 We went I got it. We went I know we did. Sibili. There you go. Sibili. I got to say it go. fast and strong. Yes, Sibili, yeah. like a strong-ass last like, name. You're like, you're like slowing the SI. And yeah. The, yeah. Way too much. No, Way too, too much. much. Alex Sibili, a.k.a. Also known Coach Alex. Coach Sib. Coach yeah, Sib. Coach On Sib. Instagram. The director of instruction at the Top Golf The Row. Also the tour pro there, right? Yep. So I'm a director of instruction at Top Golf. I do most of the lessons, events, and uh, anything golf related there at Top Golf. And you got a badass summer program going on right now with yeah, the kids. Man, I got, uh, I got Is that all- camp still going? Actually, we just ended it last week because oh. of COVID, everything. Uh, sp- Got you. Spiking, spiking up. back yeah, up. Yeah, so close they, it. yeah, they don't feel safe there. It looked a lot of fun, man. I saw man. you having yeah, the kids like, on, the, on the actual like, on the, yeah. course, like, yep, playing yep. baseball, but with golf balls and wiffle balls From and 9 stuff. to 10, uh, the venue's closed, so right. uh, at 9 o'clock, they, you got these kids who are just homeschooled right. six, six, seven months uh, this past year. And they're just coming with so much energy, and they're just excited to be on the field. No, no one can do that as as a guest at Top Golf for so sure. For to to be able to look inside the little targets and see where the balls go, it's, that's man, sick. it gets them going. I'm sure, man. It that's, looks like it looks like a lot of fun. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. If I was young enough, or maybe you know, if I could, since I could shave my beard or something, I'd slide in there, slide in there, and be like, yo. Yeah, we, we got, got some cool <laughs> cheap ass lessons. You just pull up with like that piece of paper from bench warmers. I yeah. am twelve. Or twelve. That's me, man. That's, That's me. me. I'm twelve. Trust me. But yeah, it's it, it's awesome. Got a lot of games there. Got a little golf baseball where they get to play on the field, and that's what gets them going. Yeah, too, yeah, well. that's so. cool, man. That's a great thing that you do, bro. And I, I really wish you a lot of success in that, Appreciate man, because it. that's dope, man. Anytime you get to have the youth like that, yeah, interested in a different type of that, sport, yeah. you know, and and again, just being outside and being like active, can't can't beat that type of yep. stuff, man. Can't beat so, that type of stuff. Alex, obviously, being from the world of golf, being an instructor, yep. being a scratch golfer, and et cetera, et cetera, he he's the reason why we brought him on is for you know coverage on on the U.S. I mean, sorry, not the U.S. Just the Open Championship. The Open. Uh, <laughs> formerly referred to by many people, some British people Open, in this right? room as the British Open. The British Open. I mean, that's uh, how I'm going to call it from now on. So We'll get into that in a second, but before we do, I, I'm going to put you on the clock. Let's just give a quick recap on the Marlins. Give me my quick little Marlins, little, little fan, fandom here. And you know why I asked you to play this, dog? Because... They need the support. We, we, they do. They we need do. the support, we dog. Do. Like, this team is struggling right now. We just had two major injuries. Jazz went down. We had Marte pull up with an injury. Um, who's the other guy you told me? Cooper? Yep, Gary Cooper. Gary, Gary Cooper went down They're with an injury. 10 day. You know, like, I don't know the extent of Marte's, but he was out earlier in the season, too, so that doesn't It doesn't well. bode well, and that's what we were talking about in the last episode. When you're getting to that age where injuries, like normal injuries, are starting to trip you up and, and having you out of the lineup for a lot longer than, than what you anticipate, man, you got to kind of get any type of guaranteed deal that you can get, whether it's short-term or long-term, regardless of the money, because you kind of feel like that exit is coming, you know? Yeah. But, man, the fucking Marlins, bro. Struggling. Struggling. Lost Stay three of the last four. You know, we, I, me personally, was expecting them to bounce back from that, you know, from having the break in the All Star game yep. and stuff like that, and really, you know, catching heat and and just going for it. But man, these guys spotty can't. Still, man, spotty still. We the can't offense games. is there. Yeah, I mean, you got Aguilar. Aguilar know, still leading the, leading the team in RBIs, average and stuff like that. Duvall. Man, twenty home runs on the season, Killing bro. We gotta trade this guy. But we we can't <laughs> put it together as a team. No, and it's it's terrible. They had nope. to go in the beginning. Yeah. That's what everyone saw. I was like, wait, Marlins are, gonna do, are doing something right now. Yes. But then I, I, after the All-Star break, it's like. Uh, Not even. Spring training. 
I'll give you that. You Spring so? training, we were. It was like, damn. There's a there was a, a, a real height. There's a gleam in the there eye of the beast. Yeah, you know, yeah, I think yeah, that yeah. there's something there. And then we just we started off, man, and we let a couple games slip away from us that we should have won. And it's it's kind of been on that downward spiral where where we win against a team like the Dodgers. We we take three out of four yep. games, and then we can't beat the freaking uh, the Braves to save our life or so the Phillies. Yeah, so it's like you know people in our division that we're going to see multiple times, yep. and we can't take them. So that's hurting us, man. We're dead last in the division Kills right now, us. and it shows. Kills us, kills us. And again, we know that we're running out of time, right? Because yeah. the season's going to be over. We're falling further and further back away from any type of but serious convention for them. Next move has to be getting younger, getting better. You know, and I'm glad you brought that up because they just had a really exciting pick in the in the MLB draft. draft. They had Khalil um, Khalil Watson, a shortstop, one of the highly rated shortstops. Only four of them were truly highly rated, and this guy slipped all the way to 16. Marlins picked him up. Maybe he becomes a, a stud at, at shortstop. Lefty hitter, very useful, very oh, fast. Okay. I didn't know he was. Lefty. Yeah, lefty hitter. Um, and they, they like from what I was reading in the reports, he could be using the outfield, which is great because it could be that that outfield needs some new blood. We talked about it, you know, like they have guys who haven't panned out. Lewis Brinston, Marte's getting older, you know, Duvall is getting older. You need new some blood, you know, you need some new yeah, blood for, in that for what outfield. What Jeter wants to do there in that organization, yeah. that's what it's going to happen. But that's where we're heading, bro. We're heading towards youth. I want to see everybody called up in these next three weeks, man. And these next three weeks, if we ever drafted somebody in the first four or five rounds in the last three years and they're still in our system, they got to play. They got to play. I don't want to see old guys anymore. I want to see talent that we have, if they're any good, if they show anything, maybe we find a, a diamond in the rough or something like that. But that's what I want to see. I don't yeah. know about you guys, man. Um, well, what else we got on the Martins before we wrap that up? Any, Nothing, bro. Starting games uh, coming up? Yeah, they started a, a series against Washington tonight that I'm going to keep an eye on. You know, Hopefully these guys are going to be able to pull out a, a, at least a, a win at some point. We're down eight zips, so definitely this is not going to be it. Bottom of the second. This is not going to be it, so <laughs> yeah, nah. don't hold your breath. That, so that's my point. If we're going to be losing games like Might this, as well. start them see who, yeah. we won start seven the kids, zero bro. the other day. Yeah, start I, the kids. I agree. We started. We won a game the other day, I think, like 9-0 or 7-0. Yeah, like that. that was and the second now, game of the doubleheader against Philly. now we're down 8-zip. But, but that's how it goes, man, the it's inconsistency. It's very inconsistent. Right very now. inconsistent. And that's why I prefer, if we're going to be like this, I prefer to see the youth. You know what? This season is a wash. We did as best as, as best as we could. We stayed in it for as long as we could. Now it's time to move on and let's see what the prospects bring and, and let it ride. Just, Just let it ride. Consistency, bro. That's, yeah. that's the key right there. And it's, you got to be consistent in baseball, but you got to be even more consistent in golf. And that's what I really want to get into right now. I don't know about you. I can't, I can't talk about consistency in golf, dog. It just doesn't work for me. <laughs> if you don't well, practice, you know what? Just start there. That's number one, right? But yeah. even if I did practice, I practiced bad habits, right? So... I'm not really going anywhere too much with practice. That's why Alex is going to hook me up on the side, y'all. So yep. don't worry about this. My game is going to go from <laughs> handicap of 40 to like about 38. 39. Yeah. 38. Yeah, we'll, we'll start at 35. If we can get to 38, <laughs> I feel like that's Shame good enough for a me. A couple strokes. That's literally. good enough for me. Yeah, we could do that for you. For sure, bro. But you know what, Alex? Um, tell the people a little bit how you got into golf and like your career in golf and how you made it like that. All right, cool. Um, so probably I'm, I'm a late bloomer to the game and a late bloomer to, like, the whole teaching aspect of it all okay. too, as well. So um, I was actually in New York. I was working for a company that just does, like, medical records. Uh, a good friend of mine, I actually lived with him up upstate, and me and him, he would actually get me out of work. He was like, uh, <laughs> hey, you want to get away for a couple of hours? Exactly. He's like, hey, so I need hours yes. to go to another site. And then uh, me and him would go escape to go play golf. So fell That's in love dope. with the game up there and uh, just – I didn't have any family or anything like that. So I was flying down in the winter to, mm. because it was cold up there. So right. I had to fly down to play golf. So I caught myself flying down like every other month. I'm like, all right, this is a sign here. <laughs> something like, needs to change. Yeah, something needs to change because work was good and all, but I just, I'm so active and I needed to do something where I just sports related. I just always loved sports as a kid. So right. growing up, just always active and never really stayed inside. So, uh, Moved back down and then started playing golf and then I was working from home and uh, pretty much went from like a 30 handicap to about a 10 handicap in probably less than a year. Damn. And when I say practice, uh, that was every day on the range, two or three hours. I had a baseball swing, played baseball probably 15 years. So 
Yeah. That left arm with that whole chicken wing thing this, is, uh, this? yeah, yeah, that yeah. little pulling, trying yeah. to do that. <laughs> Nowadays, it works for some players on, on the release point, but it just, as a baseball but, player, it's hard. Yeah, but it's I don't hard. know if it really works for players, right? It's like something that Joel has always mentioned to me. You make it work for you because you, you find a way swing, to, like, you stand a little a different, feel. maybe. Right, right, it's a feel, yeah. and you, you kind of, like, survive that way. You adjust. You yeah, adjust yeah, to yeah. whatever the hell you're doing to but save can, the ball. It's like me. Like, I, yeah. my golf swing is, is it the way it is is very ugly because I just adjusted to what I was doing in order to hit the ball. And I can make contact, and it baffles Coach Sib. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, sometimes, do this? sometimes I bring 100. So, yeah. hey. You know, I'm happy with really that. Really good. But, um, yeah, so then I just I just fell in love with the game, man. I just – the, the practice, the discipline, and how hard it is. People don't super understand hard. how hard Yo, it is. Super hard. Golf is probably one of the hardest sports I've ever played, and it challenges you physically and mentally. You yeah. Know? And when you get past that whole fun on Saturday for the boys and drinking and having fun, and you actually want to start learning about the game and the swing, it takes you for a ride as in you – have to really understand stress and how to how to handle that mm. and at the same time if you're losing money to your friends and the person you don't really like that's also another that's factor. a motivating so factor it's like come on like <laughs> i can't then, hit the ball straight plus this guy's beating me it's like all right something needs to happen because right. then we all know what happens right you go play the weekend round that costs you 60 bucks you maybe gamble a little bit you're down 160 bucks right yeah. you drink that's another 40 50 Easy. 60 bucks so you're now you go home and you're like your wife's like well did you win you know like, yeah uh, nope. What do you mean by win? <laughs> was I happy? Yes. Then yeah, I won. <laughs> then, you, then you get in a fight with her. It's a whole deal. And then, <laughs> yeah, man, I know, I know but, what um, it is. But yeah, no, it's uh, it's totally changed my life. Um, I never thought I would be able to make money or have a future in golf, and especially teaching. So started working at a golf course. Um, just worked my way up to there. I worked at Riviera. I worked at the Billmore Assistant Pro, and then now I'm teaching at Top Golf as a director of instructions there. I had another instructor there. But with COVID, I had to let him go, but hoping to bring him back soon. Nope. But just um, – and Topgolf's a place where it's like uh, it's like a bowling. It's like a bowling alley. Everyone comes there with their family. Yeah. yeah. I don't really have to go out and look for business. But if I see the people that are coming here on a Tuesday, Wednesday, and they come with their bag, they come alone, they're here for a reason. They, they, they want practice. They want to do something. So it's just really cool to go out there and just help people, like – Get under, better. Understand the swing. And YouTube, I love YouTube, but, man, they have some bad instructions on that on YouTube. So everyone tries to think that their swing is a certain way, and golf is so weird. Golf is built around your swing and how you swing, and that's yeah, just how even, you, yeah. And, you know, it's it's funny that this is a sport that, again, is such indiv- like an individual Indiv- sport yeah. because everything could be customized, right? You could have um, – what's this dude's name that he recently revealed? I think it was Rob that he recently revealed that he has, like, one foot shorter yeah, than yeah, the yeah. other. And there's so many things going around. And he's that. like, and you know, I had to and adjust you, you my swing. I had to adjust my body, hips, shoes, right? all types so of stuff. So that's why he has a shorter backswing, he was saying. Correct. But look, this guy's a – a, a professional golf player, a really good golf player, a yeah. winner, a championship top winner, set, top five, top in, the five right in the world top right now. I'm going to pause you guys right there because if you guys watched the Open, he you missed did. four putts in the front nine that could have easily had gave him that win. Yeah, I was telling you. At five and six or four or five, he missed like four or five, or I think it was like a six and then a ten footer, and then he made the eagle, and I think he bogeyed, but then he ended up making like three, four bogeys. He shot 66, four under, but... Man, he missed so many putts that would have changed everything. Even on the back nine on Sunday. He oh was like in the 14th, yeah. 14th or 15th hole. I was like, well, maybe this is the one he makes to bring it a little bit closer. He missed it. And he missed it. And I was yep. like, damn, that's very unlike him because he was on fire going into this tournament, bro. Yeah, yeah. he was. He was, especially after that, that last victory. Yep. Yeah, I mean, for the sure. Open, the Open was crazy. I mean, obviously, so we had Colin Morikawa. Let's talk run, about him. Run, run He's the winner. Shout right? out to Colin Morikawa. <laughs> was, uh, Wait, can you say his name one more time? Morikawa. Oh, he, he's got yeah, it. Yeah, he's I've been practicing Jordan Spieth. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I can't, I can't have the golf guy was, here and then like not have it my really enunciations correct. Said that. Like, you know what? <laughs> Let me get the names. I got this. I, I got this. Joel's got it. Shout out to Colin Morikawa. He's for sure. He's only the second player to have. These two major championships under his belt under the age of 25. The How only other player to do so, Tiger Woods. There. How about his first time playing at the there. course? Yeah. He said if he didn't play the Scottish Open the week before, he would have never seen the layout of that course. That is probably the most putt-putt golf course you've ever kind of imagined. As There's so many hills. There's so many undulations. You'll, you'll, you'll never get a flat lie at that place. You're talking no. about Royal St. George. Yeah, yes. Royal St. George about, about the course. Because having to come from a U.S. where it's like you don't get that much undulation. And Correct. To, to, to it's not that, that hilly here. 
Unless you're somewhere yeah, really... Yeah, but he's a Cali the, kid, too, and plays he, on Poana. So, I mean, putting is treacherous in California. Yeah, but when you play but on those greens... It's different. Bro, yeah. you're talking about cliffs, 100-foot cliffs. Uh, but and, again, you know, you're, crazy elevation. You're you're talking a golf course that has to make you change your game. As in, you can't play a regular shot. You have to play a lot of flighted shots. And, and mm-hmm. people don't know what flighted shot is when you... When you penetrate the ball in a, in, a, in a lower way where the wind doesn't catch it, yeah. mm. everything that they're shooting is landing short and running up because where these pin placements at, you have to land it and then and, let, and let, let, let the there. green kind of take it from there versus you landing at the pill uh, at the pin and then it kind of rolling away. So totally different strategy as in how to play that course and For to sure. see a, someone from the U.S. win it. Man, that, that makes me really happy. No, second major win for him. He's his yeah. fourth top ten in the major so far. Killing uh, it professionally. I think he has six wins. Is it? I think he. Yeah, I think he has five or six wins already. Yeah. Um, I'll double check on that. But I mean, he, he's just he's he's the comparisons to Tiger are just they're showing more and more every every major that co- comes and goes. Yeah, he has a, I think a couple of top ten majors on that, and how he performed at the PGA Championship too. Um, that that was also. Like an incredible run. Well, something last year's PGA Championship, yeah, yeah, yeah the so one that he won, yeah, the one he won, the way yeah, that, yeah, yeah, the way Correct. that he won, you know, driving under stress, exactly. It's like he knew that the he was exactly like. If I think anybody else actually who's been in through that um, is probably Alexander Shoffley, someone who else is like almost there, but like the pressure sometimes gets to them. Gets to them. And again, to to be that good, you have to handle stress. You have to be able to. Block everything out and have a game plan and stick to that game plan. No, no matter no, what, exactly. No matter and, and what, it's crazy how disciplined he is for being such a young guy. And you know what's funny? We've Man, seen it in so in a couple of examples. Like I was going to mention Tony Fino. We remember when he was close to winning it. We were watching it and we we're like, "Damn, you know he's That's playing really guy. well." Correct. And then boom, he'll slowly start to crumble, slowly start to crumble, fade away. And now he's in third, and it's like, "Damn, dude!" If you were just like locked in, like locked in, you'd be solid. He's a seventy-five percent shooter. You know in what I sense, mean? In my opinion, he's seventy-five percent the sense that on any given tournament he plays, he was going to ball out three out of those four rounds. There's always that one round, one round. that comes back to bite him in the ass. Yep. It's not always the last day because we've seen Tony come out, have a bad right. Saturday, right. and then she lights out Sunday, out Sunday yeah, and like, kind of backdoor top ten. Yeah, and it's like, dude, yeah. if you would have just done a little bit better yesterday, you'd be winning this thing. But How about Louie? That's the other guy I was going to mention, dude. And he's gotten so close even in the last weekend? six months. God. In the last six months, he's gotten so close. And he just, again, had, for whatever had, reason, can't. Close that, that out. That guy's cursed. Yeah, between him mm. and uh, him and I forgot who else I had on my fan duel. Man, that guy is Louis who stays in his swing. If you want to have a golf swing, that that's a golf swing. Want to have so simple, so effortless. Guy hits it, and the guy's like five <laughs> ten. He's short, playing, little chunky too. Playing with these guys who hit it a mile, and it's like. That just shows you how good you have to be as a ball striker. And again, it comes to practice. But even, but even so, you, the the type of competitor he is, he's a phenomenal ball striker, phenomenal golfer. Can't take that away from him. He's one of the best in the world. But when it comes to the, what separates the like the, the mm-hmm. minim, elite, millimeters elite. that separate the elite yeah. from the elite, yeah, you sure. saw him break down and crumble. What was it in the PGA Championship yeah, or the yeah. U.S. Open? Yeah, I can't yeah, remember yeah, which recently. one. Yeah, just it was recently. one of the two. I think it might have been the U.S. Open where he it had was. the lead and, was. and he ended up duffing one on a drive on 18 and putting it in, you know, in the shit. He had to take a drop. And it was like, dude, you could have. I think that was one that that round was after the, the other. Yeah, yeah. After the other guy You're took right. a drop in front of him, remember? And we were like, Coño, he choked. He gave Louis the win. Let's see what he does with it. And then immediately, right after that, he choked. He just choked. It was for him to to, to win, and he yeah. did. I, a lot of the shots that he took yesterday, just looked. He, he looked tired. He looked a little like kind of like exhausted. Stress, right, the stress is getting to him. Again, yeah, that's, that's a lot to deal with. It is. You think Colin's youth has something to do with it? The fact that he's like. Can you know probably in shape works out and stuff I, like that, and he's just able to since his body is physically like he's more of an prepared, athlete. more mentally prepared to have like all that line up. No, because he's very calm. It was again, if you watch the match, it was a close match until he made a double, and then Colin made birdie. So mm. he that was dropped, a separation. He, he dropped three strokes right there. So mentally, for Colin, it's like just protect it. You know, don't play aggressive. Yeah, let, let, let's keep it in Make play. your pars if you let's can. And then he started making some deep birdies. He made like two two birdie putts from over twenty feet, where it's like nasty. Well, you were just expecting to lag it up and exactly, walk away with exactly. a par and, 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 and be happy with the take par. A birdie. Correct. And you play golf, you know, when you make a couple birdies, it's like you you definitely feel more confident about your game. Momentum you know? is a real thing, bro. So to have I don't that, know about a couple birdies, but when I make one <laughs> birdie, <laughs> like, yes, right. I do feel more confident. Here we about go. My game. All right, so like, I'll make a birdie. You know what I mean? It's like all right. 
Pop the beer open. We're good. Yeah, we're, go. this is going to be a good this, day. I made it, boys. This match is over. But no, it's, it's, it's the, these guys. So, somebody else I wanted to talk to you about was uh, the resurgence of the kid, man. Jordan Spieth. Oof. He didn't New win swing. it, but there's a lot of good coming from this tournament for him, I He think. made Colin sweat. I guarantee you that, dog. He, he did a swing change a couple months ago. I actually posted on my Instagram and even says that it's – Golf is changing. You, you can't just have one swing. No. You, you have to, your, your body, you're getting older, or you're, you know what I mean? You're, you're starting to understand your swing differently. So he he got away from his two-way miss. And what I mean by that is he used to miss both ways crazy, and now it's a lot more of a dispersion, and dispersion is when you have a spraying everywhere. Yeah, you consistent know where miss. Yeah, exactly. So but in now, one area. Yeah, and in, all, in golf, that pin is in one area, yeah. so let's let's get that miss a little better. And he's been working on that, and you can see the results. Well, I mean, he's taking the Tiger approach. Yeah. Tiger did, Tiger wins the '97 Masters, and mm. then comes out the following year and changes his whole swing. everything, yeah. and goes on everything. to obviously do great things. So it's like, dude, even if you're a pro, you're the one of the best in the world. Correct, there's still always room for improvement. You, you have to. It's like it's like Coach Sib said: you have to continue to practice, yep. and you have to continue to find ways to. You know, change your swing, adjust for a course, adjust for weather, adjust for whatever, and be prepared to do so at any given moment. Because if you're a pro like these guys are that we're talking about, and uh, <clears throat> excuse me, and even like uh, a Brooks Kepka, a lot of guys who didn't play well, um, my well, Brooks, boy, oh, Brooksy, my boy, he didn't need to play well because he's he, what's he's the what's automatic. the player thing for the end of the year for social media to to win the. the Ten million dollar purse or oh, whatever. The, uh, FedEx. The, no, the, not, not the, the FedEx. FedEx it's it's no, that new the thing points. they implemented for like oh, the, for their, yeah, the player, uh, like interest. a popular it's player, like or, something? or something, yeah, something like that. Yeah. He got a ton of points for that this weekend with Bryson going off on his guy oh, on the driver on Cobra, the and then he comes out here. I love my driver. Yeah, he's like, dude, <laughs> fairways were you know just hitting fairways. You know, I love my driver, and like just just <laughs> those points right there alone, he wins the weekend on that. Yeah, in that battle, dude. Those two are getting dramatic. Small story, actually. Bryson's new caddy is. This guy actually used to teach with us, Biltmore. No way. No. Yeah, Brian. Yeah. What? It's crazy. I actually DM'd him. I was like, congrats. Yo, congrats, bro. So awesome to That's see that. That's super dope. Did he leave you red? Huh? Did he leave you no, no, red because yeah, he's yeah, a PGA not, caddy no, now? No, no, no. He actually said thanks. That's Let dope. me ask you Appreciate something. It. Would you ever caddy if given the opportunity to? I know I, you did it recently yeah, at the, yeah, the, yeah. the Honda Classic for... Lee Westwood I, I and a couple Lee Westwood other guys. Westwood and uh, Stuart Singh, two, two of the older guys on right. tour, veterans right there. And, uh, yeah, I definitely would caddy if, if I had the opportunity to, to, to get a player and, you know, just to – I to learn, learn the game. Right? Yeah, it's just – it's it, being a caddy even, that, that's a hard job because you have to understand that's, the whole course. Right. Multiple courses. Multiple, multiple courses. Yeah. And you Different grass. To, yeah. And the wind and the rain and the variables. There's so many variables in golf. And For sure. You have to understand that it's, it's, it's so – Meticulous in so many ways that you have to be so, you have to be so like small on what you're changing and what your game plan is going into that course because every course calls for a different shot. So as a caddy, you have to know what your player is shooting or how your player is hitting and understand where his misses are because if you narrow down those misses, you'll be able to shoot a better score for sure. Unless you're John Rahm who goes against his caddy. Yeah, (laughs) you see what happens. Who doesn't care? He just snap hooks one into the lake. Sometimes the caddies have the answer for the players, and that's why they're there. And no, I ask because obviously you're a really you know good yeah, player. You, yeah. you teach, you know what I mean. And, and what else is there in the world of golf for you to do? Take your career to the correct, next level, correct. and it's like, yeah, I, I think definitely. you can make a good living if you're you know obviously oh. if you're a PGA caddy for yep. for a pro. So how does somebody like your buddy that worked at the Biltmore come across Bryson and that relationship? Like how does that even he happen? Actually, he actually ended up moving to I think Houston and then ended up working with Chris Como. Okay, so oh, yeah, nice. Como is, is he has, yeah he Bryson got, yeah coach. so actually he actually was. He was instructor at Jim McLean. Jim McLean gotcha. is a super elite golf school. Oh, yeah, of course. Man, and, that, and that's where the connections go. So um, he ended up just meeting up with Bryson, and then they end up working with Chris Como. And then next thing you know, that's he's, it. Yeah, he's that's it. He's, he's got the connection. Shit, well, fire. Good luck to him. Yeah, I hope he, sure. he has patience. Yeah, I definitely. I'm a saint. <laughs> well, I think it's his, not a swing coach, but I think they, they're working on his swing too. So he's a caddy kind of a swing coach. Okay. I think that's a new, new thing coming along is – some of these caddies want someone who's on the bag that knows what their swing is like versus someone who doesn't know and just knows a course. Right. You know? So you get that two-for-one deal. Yeah. Sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad. So I think it's – it's I like we've seen it with um, – what's the, the guy, D- Dustin Johnson, that his brother is his caddy. Yeah. It has to have a, a beneficial relationship. There has yeah. to be a beneficial relationship, right? It can't be just the caddy saying, well, yeah, I'm your bitch. You, you tell me what to do and I'm going to do it. Yeah. And vice versa. It can't be the caddy telling the golfer like, hey, bro, 
this is what's going to make you a winner, right? Because the guy's obviously good enough to be there. They have to have that kind of like symbiotic relationship where they can both benefit from each other while they're doing this. Because that's the only way that they're going to like, like, it's a mutual respect. No, but just it's, it's a result based business. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, you need results. Yeah, the you way that they, I, I think that the but way that's they the look best at it way. is a, like, it's not like the golfer and his assistant or his caddy, Correct. you know, that care, no, it's like they're on a team. And like, I love like uh, watching like Bubba with Ted, yeah. you know, whenever like he hits a bat when he's like, oh, Ted, I let you down, you know, like <laughs> yeah. he's the one hitting the shot. Yeah. Right. Ted's the one that told him, dude, the wind's do doing this. this. You got five, yeah. you know, five yards uphill, whatever. Last hole you Back pin, you know, land it short. It'll roll up. Like he's started breaking it all down. So now all he has to do, which is the hardest part, do is it. execute the swing. And if he's off just by a millimeter bro, on one groove on that club he feels bad and he's apologizing to his caddy who did all that homework for him to hit that shot and he let him down so it's it's a really beautiful thing to see yeah man like i said that that type of relationship is one that's very rare in sports right because usually you don't have that personal one-on-one and not even like in uh you know individual sports just thinking off the top of my head not even in tennis where you have a tennis coach and all this stuff and he's there and you can kind of communicate through it it's not the same thing he's not behind you the guy is on the tennis court by himself you know at least with when you're a caddy you're like Five feet away from the guy, you're yeah. like, hey, even bro, though you're not swinging the you're, club with you're them, in you're it. still in it with you're them. You're in it. You guys are competing together for sure. So for I sure. caddied at, uh, at the Honda Classic, like a pre like Wednesday round with I did front nine Lee Westwood, and then he had his son on the bag. Nice, but he actually has his wife on his bag usually. Yeah, I saw and that. And then Stuart Singh actually just brought his son on the bag last year, and he actually won this past year. Dope. And father and son, dog. Father that's dope. Son on the bag, man. When I saw them walking down and they're having a, a moment. When they're again, it's practice round, but it's like they're laughing, they're talking about their family, they're like out there enjoying it. It's like what you a can't, memory. you can't, you can't beat that. Hell and no! It's like they're having fun, and that's what they do for you know their living. So yeah, it's just like sure. to do it with your son. That I think that's, that's, that's the best. That, that's that's the cool best. Right that's there. Just nobody, the best. nobody gets to do that, bro. Yeah. Nah, you get to man. go watch them in the stands, but not to actually like help be involved. Yeah, yeah you know, dude. In the yeah. actual event, you know, like, having him. To maybe LeBron him. is the yeah. only one that's going to have a chance to you know play with his son one day and actually play like alongside of him. Well, that's but cool you that never you bring see that anywhere else. It's really cool you bring up LeBron. You know, because before we wrapped up the golf thing, like just real quick, he's another guy that does a lot of coaching on the court. It's not like hey, I'm in the stands, you mm-hmm. do this. You can see his involvement. So when you see that type of involvement between father and son, regardless of the sport, it's always like extra special. Yeah. And I could I could only imagine what it feels like to like be a professional golfer for walking the course and your son you know who's definitely going to remember this 10 times better than you are right he's gonna always have that memory of man me and my pops had this moment you know and we won and we won i always think about it do you think the coaches get mad when lebron goes off because it's like wait it's lebron it's like do i follow listen to you know no shot they got lebron coming into the game they know all the scouts are there and stuff to watch their kids their program's doing good like it's like let lebron do whatever the hell he wants to do and i think i think it's his own seats yeah yeah no that's (laughs) because he's lebron right like just like hey you guys can't sit here lebron might pop up but i feel like he's he's kind of a I want to say like that new age dad, right? Where he's super involved, but not to that weirdness level, you know? Like, yeah, he's going to coach, 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 coach. But when the coach stands up to say something, he ain't going to say shit. Right. You know, hey, this is coach time. Hey, coach said run. I don't think he's like calling plays for the team. I think he's just more nope. so like, hey, it's my son. Yeah. I'm going to tell him what I think he's Hey, Bronny, so. let's go. You know, stuff like that, which yeah. is normal. Happens in all the sports. You but, know? Um, but I don't think he's like that type of yeah, guy where he gets involved. involved. We'll get back to LeBron. Let's wrap up the Open Championship. Colin Morikawa again. Winner. No, hold up. Hold up. Oh, what do you want to go into? My dog shot a what? All right, bro. Where did he end up? All right. He, I knew you were going right, to wrap right, it up. Right, I knew you were going right, to call right. me out. Who, all right. He's calling me out because of the fact that I said Rory was going to come out and shoot a 76 on Friday, on Thursday, his opening round, because of last year's open. Or the, the dog went out there and shot a 70. Whatever. You know, wasn't wasn't great. Where did he finish? Did he backdoor up top 10? Nah, hell no. Type no. for 46. <laughs> he, he, he blew up. Where? But look. Where did he look, blow look, up? Look, look, look. But hold on. But hold on. 70, 70, 69, 71. 70, 70, 69, 71? That's an average of 70. For being hey, from over there, from over from, there. from playing Lynx golf your whole life, from being one of the best golfers in the world, having but he's all not on right accolades. now. Dude. He's not. He's, he hasn't he's been not on. on right he hasn't now. been on for the last five years. He's not he on right and now. And everybody's still, you know, on well, him. <laughs> on him. He right? won over there recently. Rory did. Yeah. What in Dubai or something, or in Europe, in England? No, it was like a Europe. Uh, yeah. Oh, I didn't tour. see that. 
Yeah, he's, but it don't matter, bro. Coming to the PGA, Yo, but is hold different. on. But just let's just clarify real quick. No, it's true. really hard to win on the PGA tour, of course, right? Like yeah. it's really hard, and it's really hard to stay consistent in the top five, top ten. That shit is not easy, you know. So again, when we see somebody in this game, particularly peak. You know that the fall is going to be harder than whatever that peak was because they're not. Somebody else is going to claim that top spot. Somebody else is going to claim the second, third, fourth, fifth spot, and now you just got moved down to six. Right. That's always going to happen, you know. And he's a product of that. But he, he didn't do that great. He's still one of the best players. Still in the world. one of the best he, in the he's world. Still top ten, you know, in any event that comes out, he's still going to be one of the best. He did better than Ricky Fowler. Oh, of course, but Ricky's also been struggling. You know, those are two struggling. guys who've been struggling, Ricky's but hopefully they can. Yeah. Hopefully they can do something. You know, to to what Jordan Spieth is doing and, and turn their shit around, bro, yeah, and man. get their you know get their their shit together and start performing again. Uh, Phil didn't make the cut. Uh, he shot an eighty, I think, yeah, his first day. That was, yeah. that was, that was very rough. disappointing. That was, that was rough. Yeah, we, we tried I to give him our see, luck by saying he wasn't going to win. Again, <laughs> we should have done that. that. We yeah. should have done that. But I think, like, for now, he, he's definitely playing, like, just for fun, Doug. Like, he's going to show up. He's going to have a good time. He's not going to worry about too much. You just know to what be I mean? out yeah. there. If I win, I win. Fuck it. If I not, hey, I got all my sponsorship money. I'm ready to go home. I think after that last victory, he's just still on that high. Yeah, yeah dude. He's, he's like, cruising. Dude, come on. He's 50 years old. He's he won a, cruising. He won a major, another major. He won. Uh, come on. You can't beat that. He's cruising. He's cruising. That's it. The majors are done for the year. We yep. got no more majors till Augusta next year, March, right? Correct. But we still got a lot of good golf. There's still a lot of good term- tournaments coming yeah. up, and they're still going to have the good FedEx, fields. So, the FedEx yeah, the, the FedEx Cup is going to heat up, uh, which I always have a quarrel with the FedEx Cup. How about the Olympics? That's that's, that's super that cool. I'm looking forward to. It. I really yeah, want to see these Korean players go out there and, and medal. It's not yeah. just them, dude. <laughs> bro, I mean, if they're gonna get an exemption, bro, I mean. But do you on. think that they're even the favorites, dog? Come on, probably, bro. No Who way. else is fighting for their freedom? I'm sure you. Like, <laughs> you know that doesn't saying? mean anything. Just saying, they're, they're probably not sending their best golfers, dog. And if no they way, were, yeah, bro. See, Wu Kim is gonna be out okay. there, and uh, and who's the other one? Who's that's America who? sending? Um, America? Yeah, USA, baby. For the, I don't even know. Take like Justin know. Thomas. Come on. I would assume. I'm taking that guy over all of any. Uh, I'm taking Patrick those. Reed. That's his Patrick boy. Reed he likes Patrick Reed. I'm taking all of those guys before I take yeah. anybody over there, dude. Right. Well, Come they on. that course just for this. You remember that? So With nobody's even really played that course? No, it's a brand new course. They dude. built the course just for the Olympics. Just for that's the Olympics. that's typical. Wow. That's typical. That's yeah. like they always do that shit for like the Olympics and the World Cup. in Tokyo this year? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they literally yeah. built this course just for. That's um, dope. Yeah, that's so dope. It's gonna be pretty crazy. That's gonna be. It's wild. gonna be he's wild. It's gonna be cool to see. It's gonna saying. be wild. It's gonna be wild. That's gonna make it like an interesting X factor, right? Because nobody's yeah. really gonna have a lot of practice on it, and you're just gonna go out there and have to literally play your best game each round. <laughs> it's more of a team format, so I, I would say team and then individual. But we got that Bryson and Brooks thing going on, so hopefully that doesn't get in the way. No, that's definitely gonna get. I in hope their they way, get paired up like the first <laughs> well, day. Well, nah. yeah, they're not gonna get. I, mean, I don't think that they would do just that. Just make on it happen. Just nah. do the coach. Nah. Bryson wanted to. He's like, oh, I think we would play well together. But yeah, right. You'd be rattled. Like, so You'd be bullshit. so rattled. Be like this. No not shot. even that. It's just like the the negative vibes that would be in that space would just be. Through the roof. I mean, the tension would be so thick. Through the roof. With a knife and Through the like, roof. We're watching that. We're going to be able to watch that, hopefully, man. I want, I want it to happen organically. I don't want them to force it. I want there them to, to be in contention at a big tournament. Exactly. Well, they had like, the chance to be paired up with at the Open, and then uh, it just fell apart. denied it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. That might keep happening. But. Yeah. Let's see. Anyways, what right. else we got on the docket, Coach? Uh, let's see. Let's flip it over to some UFC, man, real quick. We saw UFC had a fight night. <clears throat> Bro, they keep pumping them out every week. We it's every just week. got done with 264. And now this wasn't an, a, a major card, but still a big, big still. night of fights. Well, it's like we've talked about before, bro. I feel like Dana White just knows that in order to keep people buying those pay-per-view fights, he has to keep continuing to put good fights in between that are free, yeah, that people can free, watch and, and stuff like that. To- totally agree. And then, boom, hey, here's a big fight, pays 60, 70 bucks for it. And then, ah, got your ass, yep. you know? It's but this fight was pretty good this weekend. What were you going to say? Some of these bars have to pay for the fight, so it's like also, not all of them are going to pay for it. But if you throw a couple of free fights on ESPN here and there, yeah, dude, you watching at the bar, it's like, oh man, who's that fighting? Start start to follow them. That's how you get the following going. So, well, I, look, that's how this I, guy I got agree. the following. That's what I'm saying. So, put more free fights. You know what I mean? Put some more f- fighters out there that aren't kind of getting that that spotlight and. 
You know what I mean? For sure. And even like with um, what he's doing with the Contender Series, right? Where he has like the ultimate, the ultimate Fighter Series. That shit's coming out. Where that they're gonna roll that's that gonna, out. That's gonna be a good one. Though, and Brian then at Ortega. the end of that, Brian Ortega versus Vol- Volanowski. Like yep. that fight's gonna be amazing. Volkanovski. So, um This guy. Dana knows what the hell he's doing with his UFC business, for sure. But the fight that he put on this past weekend had a lot of hype because Khabib was coaching the guy. Yep. Uh, Which is crazy to see. It is weird. The best, arguably one of the best MMA fighters in the world who was retired. Still can fight. And is he's just, fight. he's there he's in, the, champ. In, in the octagon. He's just there, but Look, he's coaching somebody else. He's in somebody his else's division. Corner. He's Come not on. even. In his division. He's not even charging him. He's doing nope. it all for free. Nope. And that's that's love. That's love for the game. That's crazy. That's that, was, that, was, that was the main event of the night. But I, there were some other good fights before that. Before well, the I best get into that one. The best yeah. fight that I saw that we saw while we were chilling at your crib this weekend was the Misha Tate fight. I thought that she really looked impressive. Comeback on on her comeback against Marion Renau. Um, and not a comeback fight. Not saying she was behind. But no, it's been four it years, was, five she's been years. Off. She's been on a high since two thousand sixteen. Years. 16 yeah, she that went lady off hasn't fought. to start a family. Right, had a couple kids, took some time off, but she came back. And dude, she looked Listen, she impressive. looked really good in her return. She looked impressive, and the women. I feel like the women's division could use another legitimate fighter, you know, and a legitimate title contender. Because if she can keep sharpening it up, and granted, you're always gonna have ring rust when you're off for a year and a half, two years, three years. But when you're missing five years, like yeah, you're gonna look weird as hell. And she did not look no. weird as hell. Which was super impressive. She looked very state, um, calm, very focused, natural. Even, very natural. She it looked like she just went out there and executed her game plan to the motherfucking T, man, yeah. to the T. And she ended up winning by TKO, bro. Yep, got her with some nasty, nasty elbows. And nasty you, I don't elbows. know if you saw afterwards. She was uh, they were asking her about Holly Holm. And, yeah, and that now they're saying that. Would you guys be, be interested in, in seeing yeah, that? I uh, definitely. Well, I mean, come on, she's been out here for four years, so it's like, but I don't put want some to, new. Right, put a new face in front of Holly. You know what I mean? Right, someone who she hasn't seen. So. I think if they were to fight individually, like one more fight before they fought each other, that would make more sense, right? But to build it up a little bit and then say, "All right, you know what? We're going to throw you on a two sixty five card or two sixty six card or something like that," mm. and they can, you know, pump it up that way. Um, something else that that caught my eye, you know, Khabib. Just to bring it back to Ismail, Khabib was really hyping this guy up. And when he was hyping him up, for me, I was like, man, maybe he's just doing it to get this guy's name out, to do him that favor because I'm Khabib and I'm famous and I can bring this guy along. But he, it looks like he really believes in him because the, the way he was coaching him in the in between rounds and shit, like that wasn't no regular head corner, like head coach guy or something like that. He looked like he was like in there with him almost. And it kind of got me to thinking, I've never seen an ex-UFC fighter go in there and coach and be a cut man at that same level. Not the only that one that extent. I can think of is um, what's Rogan's boy? Uh, Cormier? No, not the guy who does the show with him. His homeboy, his real boy in life. And he's also a UFC fighter. Brandon Shop? Yes, yes. He's the only one that I've seen like have that passion for his fighter while being the the head coach. Right. Nobody else. Nobody else. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, which you is see, weird. You see guys like. Um, Francis Ngannou in his fights, who does he have in his in his ring in his corner? That's a fighter. Uh, he had. He'll have like Kamara Usman or right. Israel Adesanya. No, but that's not the same. That's right. like they're the, just there as like a hype yeah. man kind right. of deal. You know what I mean? Khabib being so involved is like unheard of. for somebody of his caliber Correct. to be that involved is that's unheard of. But he's giving his secrets. Is, is what Khabib is doing. He's giving his secrets away to someone who he thinks can hold his his gratitude of how how popular and how good he got. Khabib was in, in in UFC for what four years, five years. Yeah, made that made like forty million dollars, fifty million dollars, and then bounced. Obviously, it's so sad to hear about his dad, but it's like he would still probably be owning the UFC right now. Absolutely. So, but it's good to see that he's giving his secrets away to somebody else that can maybe we can kind of live through him vicariously through that guy. And I mean, so far so good. The guy's won his last five fights. And three of them have come by submissions in the second round. So he he's obviously talented. Now, something you mentioned, like, us not ever having seen this before is kind of weird. So when we do see Khabib, like, giving away his secrets mm-hmm. and saying, no, look, you got to hook him like this and look for this and that. Obviously, stuff that they would only know about. Man, it, it, it really, 
you know, starts to trigger my mind to be like, damn, is this something that a lot of more professionals are going to try to trend into where a guy like Cormier can say, you know what, I have my school, I pay this thing, I, I train here with the rest of my guys, you know what, I'm going to coach this guy because nobody else is going to be able to coach him like I can coach him or give him that experience in-house. And you can't pick 10 guys. It's like no. Khabib is strictly with, focused, on, focused one. on one. And the power of social media, you can still – Khabib is still fighting. Khabib is still sparring. He, he's, right. still, he's, still, he's still involved, heavily involved. Yeah, he wrestles so every he day. He still is very talented in, in what he does. And now to be a coach in that part, of, like that's – That might even help him even more too, yeah. coaching it. Um, now shout out to Jesse who was uh, our guest last week yes, on the last week's show. Um, we did some UFC recap with him. Uh, he was telling us on Saturday night that this was basically Khabib's dad's plan. You know, according to, to yeah. Jesse, was that his dad had planned. He's like, you're going to make it to the top, Correct. and you're going to leave it all, and then we're going to bring him up, and then he's going to become, you know, number one, and we're going to do it that way. And Dagestan is just going to fucking come run this shit. Back. You know what I mean? And those those, those savages, man, they, they, they got the right formula right now. Bro, they are savages. Have you guys ever seen that clip of them playing basketball? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's wrestling with basketball. Yeah, I don't I Nobody dribbles. Against <laughs> Nobody dribbles. I was like, what? That's not basketball. Yeah, it's weird. Those guys are a different level. They wrestle bears. Mentality. They swim in like ice they, cold yes, waters. Bro. Kill you <laughs> like bare hands. They, yeah. They, they are killers. ruthless, bro. So it makes yeah. sense to see this guy like coming into the UFC. Not being a big name because Khabib wasn't a big name coming into the UFC, and he just came in. It was known as the Russian. Murked out everybody with the funny hat, right? Yeah. And he murked everybody, and it was like, oh shit, who is this guy? Now Khabib is backing this guy up, and it's like, damn, people are starting to pay attention. This guy's gonna get a title shot sooner or later. He's, he's, well, he, he called he's out, calling out, yeah, Chandler, right, yeah, right yeah, after the fight. Yeah, yeah. He said, like, he's like, you have a couple months now to uh, prepare for this fight, but uh, I'm I'm definitely willing to take you on. So. <laughs> We'll see what happens, but I think that would be a pretty interesting fight. I think that'd be a really good fight. That'd be a real good fight, man. He's, is it 155 he's fighting it, right? Or 165? No. No. I think it's 155. 155, 155s. right? 155s. Yeah, that's going to be And that's something that we were talking about with Jesse, too, on Saturday night. Yeah, bro. Those, we, those was the weight, weight classes, bro. Man. They got to tweak man, those weight yeah, classes, bro. They, they are a little off. They're way you off. got that one sixty five, and then it like jumps right up to like the light heavyweight. One eighty five, yeah. So they yeah. they gotta they gotta fix that gap, and especially in, more so we were talking about that in the women's division. Like Which they gotta they gotta change up those weight classes, bro. That's yeah. why you know Misha Tate being back is super important because that's another fighter that says, "Hey, I'm at this. This is my weight class. I can fight in here, and I can fight anybody in here." We don't have a lot of that. Amanda Nunes is one of the few that can do both. Everybody else is either stuck in 135 or 125, and that's it. And neither one of them, like, can really jump up and down. Amanda does it because she's a badass, you know? <laughs> she's a badass, and she she's is. one of a kind, straight up, one of a kind. But I don't see too many women being able to do that in the near future. It's, it's, it right. seems like a very hard thing to do. And, and, and for me personally, I've spoken about it before in, in private and, and also on the podcast. I'm not a big fan of cutting weight. I feel like... You know, yeah, you can cut weight, but cutting 15, 20, 30 pounds, that's that's too much, you know, for me, in my opinion. Well, that's why it's, it's you know, you see guys that you're, you're like, wait, this guy's 165 pounds? And he walks yeah. around at 185, 190. Yeah, bro. And he's just fighting out of that class because of the fact that he cuts down. We, we see that all the time. And I think it's 1FC. I don't know if it's the 1FC championship or it's a, a different league right. where basically they fight at their walk-around weight. Like they, That's they, it. They, gotta, they, they test, I think, their like, uh, hydration levels and stuff to make sure they're not like – Letting go of all their water weight and all that stuff, and like they have to fight at like their weight class. I I kind of like that. I do that's like interesting. That. But I mean, that's part of the game, bro. That's part of fighting. It's always I mean, been that way for wrestling, for fighting. You know, it's the weight class. You got to make the cut. That's part of the process. You mentioned it. It's wrestling. You know, I can remember guys in high school. I'm sure you guys remember too. Guys on the wrestling team sweating, the block. running around like crazy, wearing trash jackets, bags, trash bags. <laughs> Hoodies and you're like, yo, it's two o'clock in South Florida. <laughs> I just got out. You're gonna <laughs> die in that dark. But these guys would run around to lose ten pounds, seven pounds, eight pounds right before a meet. Right before a meet, and then like go into that meet, be like exhausted and just go. That's crazy, but I, I guess they're just used to it, and it's part of the game. But I feel like that's something that needs to change, and it'll make fight more fights, more exciting fights, because then you get people fighting in the real weight class or at least close enough to the weight class where you can have big fights and make major major fights between a light heavyweight, a middleweight, and, this, and something like that, catch weights and stuff like that, because boxing does it. Yeah. You know, and that's the proof in the pudding. They, and boxing makes money doing it, you know, unlike the UFC. Those guys ain't getting paid. No, they're not. 
That shit kills me. That shit kills me, dog. That shit kills me. I saw I saw something crazy. The DP only made like a million dollars, one point five, one point two, some shit like that, from his fight with Conor. That fight, yeah. And Conor walked away with like ten mil. Well, but yeah. that's what happens when you're Connor, right? Exactly. Connor's at, uh, he's at the New draw. Mayweather, yeah. He's Connor's the Mayweather. The he's the Mayweather. And that's why they'll give him a fourth fight is Correct. because of that right there. Hell yeah. How many I'm, people bought that fight? So many people bought that fight. A lot of fight. people. Yeah. A lot of people bought that fight. And look, even when we did the podcast, we did the podcast on Grails. Shout out to Grails. You know what I'm saying? Um, bro, that shit was packed. Yeah. Even from before we had got there, like the main, like nine o'clock came, the main, like the main car was about to start. They were finishing the prelims and everybody was in there watching the prelims. Car- we were watching Carlos Condit. Like, uh, yeah, you know, he ended up losing. Yep. Um, but that's how that draw is when McGregor fights. You know, had it been DP versus whoever, I'm sure the place would have not been as packed. No. I'm sure it wouldn't have it's been as It's the Connor packed. draw, bro. It's the Connor draw. I don't even think they would be able to do pay per view if. It wasn't for Conor. Nah, I think they'll still be able to do pay-per-view. So? Yeah, because when you do championship fights, that's yeah, something yeah. worth watching. That, actually, that card was really, really good. Yeah, yeah it, it was a, a real good card, bro. It was, it was a, a real good, good card. Fights. A lot of good fights. Yeah. I mean, Sean O'Malley and and, and the Moutinho kid, bro. Those guys went to war. Yep. War. The great and, Hardy fight and Ty. Yep. And, and, and look. His name, Ty. Ty. Ty Talavasa. Vasa. Something like that. Ty Vasa. Ty Vasa. Ty Vasa. But yeah, dog with the shoey. Yeah, weird thing with the shoey, bro. Weird. That shit was just disgusting, dog. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. That shit was just disgusting, bro. You a you just got out of a fight. I know you're thirsty. You have water right there. B you're gonna walk up to a random Random. fan that you don't know and be like, "Yeah, bro, give me your shoe." What if the guy's not even wearing socks, dog? Nah, Come bro, on, the I guy mean, gets you... blood on the guy's face. I feel, yeah. but you're not drinking the blood. He's rolling in someone else's blood. You're not drinking face. it, bro. It's, it's part. Of, he's from New Zealand, bro. That's part of their culture. That's part of it. The nasty shit I found out is that the way that they do it, like let's say all three of us oh, are going to do yes, shoes, we each take turns spitting into each other's shoey, <laughs> and then we drink it. That's what no, I found out. That's I can't disgusting. Do, see, I would can't never do people like that. I might do a shoey, you know. I might like, all right, let me get my own shoe. Yeah, I might just grab my own shoe, you know. Maybe one I haven't worn as much. A brand new shoe, like fuck it. Yeah, this is it. Go to Ross and go buy a brand new exactly. shoe. Exactly. Like Five dollars. These $20 Converse's. Tear it up. Actually, now, nah, how many people would try those Converse on in Ross? <laughs> <laughs> that could probably be way worse. Yeah, never mind. That could definitely be worse, dog. Damn. You gotta hit up Sneaker Steel. Yeah, yeah for sure. For sure. Damn. Coach Sip killed it, dog. Oh, yo, you know what? Before we wrap up the show, I know you're a big time NFL fan. Obviously, Joel's a football fan. We've been hearing a lot of talk about Xavier Howard. I want to get your opinion. Well, what do you think? You got a full disclaimer here. He's not a Dolphins fan. That's okay. That, yeah. That's so. okay. Would you would it, do, so you, do see you know him? who Xavier Howard yeah, is the, and what he, no, he knows what he what he means to the Dolphins? He's the he's the defense, I would say. Right. Yeah. He's defense the of the back. defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had nine interceptions but last I year. I would say the Dolphins and the what their picks that they just kind of had last year or in the last draft. Like, right. They, they don't really need him, I would say. I don't think so either. I don't think they need him. Wow. I don't think they need wow. him because their their defense. Let me clarify they, that. You guys top five defense in the league last year. How many uh, and top, how many games maybe? did he miss? Here's my thing. Saving? Yes. The defense is. He is, missed. He missed at least. No. He three? missed more than more than three games. He missed at least four to six games. No if shot. I remember, if he, had I remember. Nine, he had nine interceptions last in, season. In you like don't 12 do that. games, dog. You don't do that missing in that 12 many games. games. Bye bye. No He's shot. nasty. He, and he had I multiple. He, I think he missed two or three games. And he had multiple intercession games. But regardless, my yeah, point is no. this, I, right? I think. If, if you get a guy who starts to make a big, like, stink about the team and oh, I want to get paid. That's cancer right there. That's a cancer off yeah. rip, mm-hmm. especially when the guy just got paid. So, that, like, now I'm hearing all this shit about, like, Xavier Howard this, Xavier Howard this, and I'm like, dog, if... If he wants to go, we can let you go, and we'll we won't be as good, but we'll be all right. As long as our defensive line is sick, that's definitely going to help any type of defensive back that we got. Yeah, hopefully. And we've well, have we invested upgrades. in. We made upgrades. We've in invested on the D line, and we invested in the defensive backs too. So that's why I'm like, man, you know, I don't know how how people feel about Xavier Howard outside of the Dolphins. Obviously, I know Dolphins Nation loves this guy, yeah. but like. I don't know, man. That that's a bad play nationally. You know, it looks bad. 
Especially after you got paid. Especially yeah. after yeah. you got paid. Bro. I don't know, man. Pay the man. You know, yeah. the, guy, the guy's a stud. He was our best. He was in the running, he in is, our opinion, for is. the defensive player of the year last year. He got snubbed, you know, because the other guys, you know, they're just more popular amongst the right. league and on better teams or whatever. But, dude, last year, every game, we were like, shout out Xavier Howard, making another play, putting his back in the game, turn another turnover when we needed it. And it's like, I like guys like that, man. I want to support guys like that and keep those guys around and pay them. Pay the fucking guy, man. But let me ask you this. Would you rather say that or would you rather say, damn, Tua had another raw-ass game? I'd rather say I Tua had both. another raw-ass game. I want game. both. I nah. want to say Tua had a raw game because Xavier Howard made the crucial interception that led to the game nah, nah, nah. drive that Tua nah, had. No, no, no. That's you know not what, what I want. I want, Tua, I want Tua throwing 300 yards and three touchdowns. That's right. what I want. What's more, more l- important than a Xavier Howard pick? Let me ask you this: If we keep Xavier Howard, right, mm-hmm. and we pay him, we keep him happy. What's right. more likely that he'll hit nine interceptions again in the season, or that Tua will throw for four thousand yards and have more touchdowns than interceptions? I think Tua could throw for four thousand yards and have more touchdowns. You think than that's a higher higher possibility of happening? I don't know. Number one, teams are not going to throw Howard's way off rip, right? That's number one. Number two, that's if he even comes to play. Because he can be a punk and say, ah, I'm going to sit out. I'm not going to come, and we'll find you. Yeah, no problem. Give me my money. You still got to pay me a check. Find me, but give me the rest of it. And he can sit out and miss four games and then play only, what, 13 games, 12 games? And then hope to replicate something like that? That's what I'm saying, dog. Like, if, if he wants his money, go get it. Go show up. Be the best. Right? Let your fucking actions do the talking because that's what we hyped up all year. You didn't say a word to the media about being underpaid. You didn't say a word on Twitter. Nothing. Nothing ever came out about that. But now this new season comes around, you want to bitch about money? That's not cool. Go out there and play. Earn your, earn your money. You want to earn it? Earn your money because we already paid you for past performance. We already paid you. You got to show up. You, be, you make a good GM, my friend. I don't think so. I don't know. Know. I, I, I'm very emotional. I would have fired that guy. I like, what? You don't want to show up? You're out of here. <laughs> I, I, I would say you need to get his agent. Right? I need to hit him. You know what? Xavier, I'm going to holler at you, dog. He needs to work for the team, not to be his agent. He's not looking. I'm looking out for the player. Xavier, sign me, dog. I'm trying to get you paid. But for real, though, like, you can't just always give in to the man's, right? Because then once you give in to uh, the man, you're going to start giving up to Yeah, a bunch but of I feel mans. like organizations, do. they do it because of the ego that the owners That's and true. the GM and the management have. Look at a perfect situation like Green Bay Packers, stud quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. Well, who knows what's going to happen in there? But, we still don't know. But, and it's because of that. He's given everything to that organization, to that city, to that state, to everything. And this is how they were paying him. You know what I'm saying? I feel you. That's green. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, Rodgers knows that he's going to either have to play for the Packers or play for somebody else. And more than likely, he's going to pay for the, for the Packers. I don't know, man. Hey. I don't know. Hey. Again, he can find, you can find him, you can do all this shit. But at some point, he knows the clock is ticking and he needs to be on the field to make money. That's the whole thing for NFL players. I need to make money. You're not going to make money if you're sitting out. You're not going to make money if you're if you're in a contract dispute and you're missing training camp and these guys are finding you 60 grand, 50 grand, even 10 grand. Shit, that's a chunk, dog. You know what I mean? Like That's a nice little chunk. That, that's probably a mortgage payment that these guys are putting down yeah. and shit. Wait, Aaron Rodgers, you guys watch this golf tournament? I did. At the Phil and... Uh, I he's did. Definitely and Tom? Tom was, was a pretty good golfer, dog. Tom was. Tom was a pretty good golfer. But Aaron Rodgers, it's just like he wasn't. Uh, he actually played pretty well. I didn't. I didn't watch the match. What? Nah, yeah, yeah. I'm tripping. It was pretty. It was entertaining. It was a lot more funnier than anything. You know, it was a lot more funnier than anything. But Aaron Rodgers got a swing. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Of course, he got a nice swing. Good. I'm, I'm I mean, sure he's had. You know, a coach of like course, yourself, since he hit the NFL, and was like, you know what, I'm just going to hire you this guy. Paid, hey, come bro. over here. A lot of the first thing you can afford is golf lessons with Alex. Hey. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I'm getting close. Yo, but NFL, we got plenty of time to talk about Oof, that. Plenty of Before time. Before we get out of here and wrap this up, we got to talk about the finals. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. So, Milwaukee this past Saturday won against the Bucks. Game uh, five. I actually in have Phoenix. that box score 123-119 in Phoenix. Phoenix gave up a lead, a big lead they had in the in the second quarter, and Milwaukee just came back and ran away with it after that. Man, let's talk about the the, the last the last two. maybe five minutes of that game. It was it was very strange because we saw Phoenix trying to hang on to the to the lead, and they just for some reason they didn't look as aggressive as the Bucks did. It felt like every time the Bucks had the ball or they didn't have the ball, they were dying to get it. It's like they were rabid for that ball, and they were going nuts, and 
honestly, I felt like their pressure made Phoenix crumble. Like, Phoenix crumbled, right? Because mm. you had the lead, you were winning, and then you give up the lead, and now you're losing. And even in your last two, three possessions, they were pretty whack because Devin Booker had that last take. I don't know oh, what yeah, the hell he, he was yeah. He drove up, and then he lost control of it. I don't it, know what he turned it over. Thinking. They should have called a timeout. Set a play, call a timeout. But I think Devin Booker got it off the rebound, and then he ended up coming down the court. But the, I think coaching... Coaching right there, it's like... Well, they only have one timeout left. So if you take that timeout there, then then you like really have to hope that these guys execute it. But you have Devin Bookner and... What is his? Uh, Deion... Deion Aiden. They were both on the uh, on the bench, I think, in the second or third quarter at the same time. Giannis was on the court by himself. It's yeah. like, you can't have Giannis on the court and then you're... you're and nobody on there with him. second best guy out there. You yeah, know what I mean? It's for like, sure. I think some of these... Issues is a, is a coaching perspective, that, and then that that last possession. I, I I honestly blame Devin Booker more than I do the coach. And yeah, you're right. Forty points. You, you draw forty, you bro. You I feel you. you. Can't blame listen, for 40 points, listen. Though. That's that's Chris all Paul, nice. I, I would blame if anything. Give, I, give him a couple. But he more had twenty one and eleven. He still had the a double double trouble, too. But the, that last the that, turnovers, that's the biggest that's, thing that kills him. The turnovers for Chris Paul, and again, Devin Booker's. Inexperience is what fucking killed them. So yeah, you it's cool to drop forty, but forty in the fucking finals doesn't mean shit unless you win. Because yeah. nobody is gonna remember it. Yeah. You know? So for me, it's like, all right, bro, you're balling. You have everything you've done everything that you could do to this moment. Why are you choosing to drive into the basket when your shot has been on? You just hit a big three to get them close and like why why are you not taking more shots and, and demanding the ball and getting it away from Chris Paul and anybody else? He didn't do that. So yeah. when you don't do that, you're to blame. Now, again, what, what Coach Sib was, said was right. Monty Williams should have probably called the timeout and said, hey, you know what? Let's set up a play. Let's yeah, set up a backup. Right? Let's set up a backup, and then we'll go from there. But then the problem with that is if, if you can't even inbound the ball and you lose possession, then you're really fucked, you know? Because I, I'm just saying, like, Phoenix would have had to done a lot of right things in order to kind of tie that game up. And I just don't think they were executing good enough throughout the game to even get it that close. That's why I feel like the Bucks' pr- constant pressure on those guys was killing them, oh. killing them, killing oh, them. Oh, uh, Giannis is playing like, Out a, of his like mind. a killer right now, man. Giannis. And, no, and Middleton. Middleton is. So, all right, so Chris I'm glad you Middleton said that. Is, wow. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> is, I'm glad is, you said that because Middleton so has carried this man. team, so I think, impressive. through we this playoff it. run. Right, he's been he's been the most consistent. He, you know, he's he's an all star. He's proven it. When he first got that all star bid, it was like Chris Middleton, really. But ever since then, bro, like people have been like, oh shit, Chris Middleton's that dude. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he's got good D. He's got a he, dude's wet. He can take it to the rim. He knows how to like run. Like he can run the point when no, he needs and, to. And more importantly, he hits big shots, which I'm yeah, sure we yeah, can all yeah. agree. He's probably is the most clutch shooter. Is without a doubt the much yeah. cl- most clutch shooter on that floor. If but not for, if Giannis. Is coming up this series. He's playing lights out. He's playing like a madman this series. He wants to win, and he's he the poster boy. That if they go on to win the that. Bucks, who gets the MVP? The Bucks win it. I'm gonna say Giannis has to get it. Has to right? Yeah. Just because he's like I mean, the reigning look, MVP look, the and name, like the poster boy, the, yeah, right? Exactly. He has to get it, but. But, sh- but should it, is- shouldn't Chris Middleton at least? I mean, does it depend on the next game, on the closeout game? I, say, I think yeah, say, yeah. I think yes. Let's, let's hope for a game seven. But yeah. let's hope for a game seven first and foremost. And but what is? But what of like final series? Like I know last year the Heat, we love the Heat, great. But it's like that was in the bubble. That was different. LeBron and the only thing I remember about last year was probably be Jimmy Butler's game five with LeBron. No, and that that but we were hurt. It was just more of like. This is a great matchup. These yeah. two teams yes. together are so evenly matched Correct. up. Now, that's a coaching. That's what I'm saying. It comes down with coaching. All these little, like, nitty things, that's what it comes down to. For so, sure. I think this is probably one of the greatest finals I've ever seen. Like, as in, like, <laughs> it, like it not like being even. my team. Right, yeah, right, yeah, right, you know like, I mean? right. Like, you're not having a rooting interest Correct. in it. Even my girl was like, actually, this is actually a good game. Actually, this is actually entertaining. Yeah, so, for to, sure. For, my, to, my, for a woman, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Hey, whoa, whoa. No, no. He no, means, no, no, like, somebody who watch. doesn't watch exactly. the sport. To be like, actually, hey, this is, let me sit down with you. I'm just like. It's a like, beyond casual fan. Correct. That's just because right. she thinks Devin Booker's cute, though. Yeah, probably. That's all it is. <laughs> no, yeah. bro, every time my girl sees it, she's like, you think uh, the janitor is there? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's what they're looking Maybe. at the game for. They want to see if Kendall's sitting I'm, I'm sure she's there somewhere, you know? Like, uh-huh. he's not by himself. Uh-huh. But 
it, like like you said, the the finals has definitely been entertaining because of the fact that it's two teams that are very evenly matched, right? They both have superstars. They both have shooters. They both have a lot of history behind them and a lot of people, like, again, attention a because a lot of history behind them and a lot of tension on them because it's like, damn, wow, look, the Bucks haven't made it since the 70s. Phoenix could possibly win their first one. They're Chris both Paul, 16 years. You know what I mean? That's, like, a lot of storylines. That's who I, so I've been going for the Suns. Same. You know, I like, I like Book. I mean, we've been talking about yeah, it, you know. Man. We like yeah. Book and we like Chris Paul and they came out 2-0, you know, took the first two games at home and it looked like the series was wrapped. It looked yeah. like Milwaukee makes, you know, claw one out and, and then, you know, it'll be 4-1. But, what but they've turned yeah. around and they've made the, the two biggest games were at home, obviously, to get that momentum going. They even out the series and now they steal one away from, from the Suns and now they have home court advantage. Trying to close out tonight by the time you're hearing this, you know, for, for their their first finals since 71. I mean, the, these guys are these guys are on a mission right now to yeah. win. For it sure. looks like it, you know, sure. and, and yeah, we were we've been going for the Suns, but no, we both six, thought they man. were going to win. You know, I I definitely thought that they were going to win, and kind of just to like tie it back to the to the MVP thing. Yeah, Giannis is the bigger name, but I'm I'm pretty fucking sure that Milwaukee doesn't even get close to this if it's not for Chris Middleton. Yeah. There's been a lot of times where Giannis has faded away, not stepped up, whatever, whatever for whatever reason, and the only consistent baller. Balling at every single level of the playoffs has been Middleton. Yep, yep. And he hits all the big shots for them. He keeps them in games. He he scores the three. He is the threat offensively. Even last year. When last year they had like the, the best record in the league, you know, yep. in the bubble, you know, whatever. And we end up sweeping them basically. We, the he was the one sweep. that killed us. Middleton was the one yeah. that was killing us that whole round. It wasn't so, Giannis. And even in this year, he killed us in this round yeah, too. You know, did. like it wasn't Giannis. It was Chris Middleton. Yep. We couldn't stop that guy. So that's, that to me, he deserves MVP. Yeah. So if they may, if he has something where he has like 35 points in the, in the closeout game or hits a big shot to win it or whatever, then yeah, I, I feel like he, he needs to win it, you know, just to keep it right, you know, and not just give the MVP to the star, you know, you got to give it to the person who, who was the MVP of the finals or the playoffs. And that's to me, Chris Middleton, man. I feel like with all Giannis is doing though, if I feel he doesn't you. get it, he's going to be like, uh, what's going on? Yeah, but you know what? He's it. got a championship. I know. And he can go and like this. And he has a league MVP. And he has a league MVP. But you know what it is but to, to add that, right that NBA Finals Correct. MVP. What happened with LeBron? LeBron got the same thing. It's like, somebody's Yeah, but been, there was years some, that LeBron wanted that I don't feel like he should have won it. Exactly. You know what but I mean? It's the name. It's LeBron James. What are you going to do? Give it to somebody else? Like, no shot. I know. They weren't going to give it to Wade or Bosch when he was with us. You know, And they weren't going to give it to Kyrie, even though Kyrie probably deserved it in Cleveland. But you could have gave it to a guy like Ray Allen because even in that Spurs series, yeah, he hit that big shot, right? Whatever. But no, not whatever. But is he, he hit the, that big is shot. He our most valuable exactly. player, though, he, of that he, series. He did win us the game, but he had the most valuable play. Value, exactly. But LeBron was our most valuable player. That's across for sure. All, you know what I mean? For so, sure. Yeah. It's just rough, right? Like, but well, in this scenario, is a little bit different because Giannis isn't as dominant, so quote unquote, as a LeBron. We've seen it. He's had bad games. He's had games where he's missed 12 free throws and shit like that. And, you know, that's, that's not easy to justify when it comes to, like, MVP talk. Middleton, again, has been just super consistent every single round of the playoffs, just doing his game to help the Bucks win. And I feel like he's going to have a big game at some point tonight. All right. Game six tonight. Game six. Nine o'clock. Who do you guys got? We'll let Coach Sib go first. I'm going to say let's go with uh, – Score wise or just wins? no no just just, who the, win. just the win just the pick them Suns you think the Suns even it out tonight I think the Suns even it out tonight bro I I want the Suns I've been going for the Suns this whole time um I think Milwaukee closes out tonight though man Ooh. just the way that they, that it's been going I think it's in the interest of the NBA to stretch it out to seven games for the revenue and you know the refs you know hey there might be quick early foul Maybe. on uh on Giannis or Middleton right. Middleton he gets three get fouls, fouls in ever. The first, he's gonna get two or three first in the first few minutes quarter. <laughs> and and then now we're gonna have the Suns come back but I, I if all else the same I think I think the Bucks are gonna close out bro for me and I've been dealing with this like all day because I knew we were gonna talk about it right obviously so I was kind of like breaking it down and in my and what I can see happening is Devin Booker realizing that this moment is slipping away from him, and he may not get back there, right? Because he doesn't have a guarantee that Aiden uh, is going to get any better. He doesn't have a guarantee that Chris Paul is going to come back. Or even a guy like um, 
Crowder, well, he, Crowder's locked in, but he can always get traded. Cameron Payne, Cam Reddish, they have a bunch of young players. He doesn't know how the franchise is going to move, right? So for him, he's going to feel like, yo, this is my shot. This is my shot. I need to make sure we get it to a game seven. I'm going to go off. And I just feel like he's going to go super ultra aggressive. This guy's going to put up 30-something shots, 40-something points, and just go ham and, and, and try to bring it back to Phoenix. I would love to see that. Yeah, bro. Because I, it's like I told you, man, I feel like he's he's – he has the right mentality. He just doesn't have the experience. You know, he just doesn't have the experience. But he has the right, the right hunger. I feel like. So if this is a, if there ever is a Devin Booker game, I feel like it's going to be this one. So I'm picking the Suns in Game Six. And we'll close out our NBA segment with my with. favorite sound. We may or may not have a new NBA champion next week. Yep. Right. Oh, wait, and- wait. When's the game seven possibly? Game seven would be Thursday. So yeah, we definitely we'll by definitely next, have next it. Episode, we'll definitely we'll have who's it. Who's gonna win? So. Yeah, man. But hopefully it does go seven, bro. Hopefully yeah, it does go seven. seven. And then we got training camp. We got some canes coming up. Marlins are gonna still be in action. More golf. <laughs> more, more golf. More golf. Yeah. I need to get more into UFC. the links this weekend. We got a lot to look forward. to. Yeah, bro. So. UFC is gonna actually have some big fights. And then in in August we actually have the Tyson Fury fight. No, that that got pushed back, right? Fury Wilder. Yeah. The, that one got pushed Fury back. Wilder? Yeah, Fury Wilder. They got um, another one. Yeah, the third one. Well, that was the whole thing with the litigation and the court case, a bunch of drama. We could save it for another show. All right, all right. But uh, I got to give a shout out to uh, Coach Alex Sib. Yeah, I appreciate you Yo, guys having me. Yo, my here. man, first guest in Thanks studio. Through, yeah, you guys don't know what this means to me and Joel. Like this shit is important. Obviously, it's important to have uh, people come into studio to have the best quality that we can give you visually and via audio. So uh, anytime that we can continue to do this, we're definitely going to do it and have more people cool like Alex that are doing good things in the community, actually helping to, you know, grow the game that he loves, get kids a- active outside and and ultimately just do good things for the community. And this is what it's all about. When you're in Miami, you want to give back. So shout out to Coach Sib. If you guys look him up, Top Golf, the Row. My dog's going to be out there. I'll add him. He's the best in town. But you're going to have to wait after me, okay? There's a line. It starts right here, and then you can go from there, all right? He's fully booked. For sure, for sure. Fully booked. So-so. Taking over. Um, Yeah, Joel, dog, this is it. Episode 45. Let's wrap this shit up, Let's do it. Um, Shout out to you guys for tuning in. Make sure you guys are subscribed to us on YouTube. We're going to be putting all of our episodes from now on on YouTube. We need to get to 1,000 subscribers. So little by little, we're going to build this up. Make sure you guys share this shit with a friend. Let them know to tell a friend. To tell a friend. To tell another friend. To tell one more friend. To tell one more friend that we're on YouTube. Yes, sir. Right? That's spelled Y-O. No, I'm not going to spell it for you. (laughs) But you know what YouTube is. Your kids know. All right? Go to the YouTube page. Subscribe. Sports with Soul. So you're going to find us there. You're going to see my ugly mug, Joel's face with a hat. And this week, we're going to have Alex there, too. So make sure you guys check us out. And as usual, y'all. Peace. Peace. That was weird. Let it ride. <laughs> <laughs>